occurred to me the other day that when it comes to farming and, and homesteading and the whole goal uh, to, to live a quiet life, to mind your own affairs and work with your hands, as First uh, Thessalonians 4 uh, verses 11 and 12 talks about, um, th- there can be, uh, I-, I think, a real false sense of security for the family who, uh, to whatever degree, has made uh, efforts and progress in that direction. It, it may be true. Uh, a person has become more self-reliant and has learned to function quite fruitfully on their little farm uh, with a cozy little hedge of separation between them and the outside world, right? Somewhat safe from becoming overly dependent on or influenced by that outside world. And and from their perspective, that's a good thing because with, with every passing day, the world just seems to be sliding further and further into uh, to sin and corruption and and a, a state of uh, disarray. At least I know that's how Amy and I think about it. We, we want to protect our family uh, as much as we can from all of that. Uh, but, but here's what I was reminded of recently, and that is that the guarded, self-reliant family out on their little farm is hardly removed from the dangers of a sinful world. Uh, even if they were completely off-grid and isolated from having contact with anyone, you know what? They, they would still be in the line of fire. How is that? Well, because as Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, for our fight isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. In other words, the real battle being fought, and and therefore the place where the real threat to our families exists, isn't just in the the political arenas of Washington or the culture centers of Hollywood, but it's creeping in the shadows on the front porch of the farmhouse too. It's, It's hiding over in the tall grass at the edge of the field, waiting for an opportunity to pounce. It's already crossed the no trespassing sign. It's already crossed the fence. It's already on the farm. It's already creeping in the garden and by the fruit trees, just as it was for Eve in the safe and peaceful confines of paradise itself. It's it's already following our kids around the property as they're doing their farm chores, as one feeds the animals and and the other picks vegetables, just, just as it was for Cain and Abel. You remember the story. Cain was making an offering from the fruit of the ground. Abel was making his offering from the firstborn of his flocks. And by the way, I think it's worth mentioning, all of that was in connection to the practice of family worship. What can be more God-glorifying than the wholesome practice of intentional family worship together? In fact, one of the episodes I'm planning to to put together here eventually will be on the the value and importance of intentional home-based family worship um, that that's in addition to a family's commitment to worship corporately uh, with with their local church. I believe it's a a wonderful, wonderful thing to be in the habit of worshiping together with your family, even at home. Evidently, that's what Adam had taught his family to do. But what happened out on their little farm east of Eden? Well, something went wrong. Uh, For one reason or another, Cain's offering was rejected while Abel's accepted. And and in that seemingly God-glorifying act of worshiping together, uh, Cain gets jealous. He he turns his anger against his brother with with murderous intent, uh, to, to which God sounds the alarm right before Cain goes out and kills his brother. In Genesis chapter four verse seven, God God uh, cautions, sin is crouching at the door. 
Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Anybody who who lives out on a farm or a homestead, I'm sure, can relate to what it's like when the chickens start to get picked off by the coyotes, right? Uh, or, or when the snakes slither into the coop and start eating the eggs, or or when your kids are out playing in the woods and that stray dog that you don't entirely trust shows up again. Uh, well, in, in the same way, sin is lying in wait. Sin is crouching at the door. It's ready to pounce. First uh, Peter chapter five verse eight says, "Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking somebody to devour." It, it's the teaching of Scripture that that sin and Satan, and yes, I believe in a literal spiritual world made up of of a literal devil and and literal demons, who, as Ephesians six said, is is the real enemy pulling the puppet strings. Uh, but but the Bible tells us both temptation and the tempter are closer than we realize. Like the predator hiding out near the coop waiting for the chickens, a spiritual ambush awaits us. In the book of Job, uh, Satan is described as one who wanders around the earth going back and forth upon it. Going back and forth doing what? Well, presumably to find people in vulnerable moments and and not just individuals, but entire family units as well, and to pick them off individual by individual, virtue by virtue. And and sure enough, in an effort to take down Job, Satan goes uh, after Job's seemingly happy family out on the farm with their 10 prosperous kids and all their acreage and, and all their many animals. Job's family and and, and farm, as successful as it was, was anything but immune from Satan's attacks. Folks, the, the, the same is true for you and me. Your homestead may feel far enough out or self-reliant enough that you can weather the next economic, political, or health crisis storm. That that may all be true, but but I can tell you, you'll never be far enough out or self-reliant enough to prevent the next lustful thought. Or, or the next outburst of anger, or the next lie your kids tell, or the next wave of depression, or, or the next bout of pride and self-righteousness you entertain as you think about how well off you are on your little farm. Oh, how the sin of pride is ready to take down an entire countryside of unsuspecting homesteaders. If you've ever read the classic satire known as the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, you may remember some of the strategies Lewis imagines the devil uses to attack us. If you're unfamiliar, the, the Screw Tape Letters is, is an imaginary exchange of, of messages between an older senior demon named Screw Tape, who's, who's writing to his younger, inexperienced nephew Wormwood, about the best ways, the, the most deceptive tricks to use in order to tempt man. In, in one letter, again, speaking from the devil's perspective, he, he writes this. What we want, if men become Christians at all, is to keep them in the state of mind I call Christianity and. Christianity and the crisis. Christianity and the new psychology. Christianity and the new order. Christianity and faith healing. Christianity and physical research. Christianity and vegetarianism. Christianity and spelling reform. If they must be Christians, let them at least be Christians with a difference. Substitute for the faith itself some fashion or or fad with a Christian coloring. 
In other words, one of the ways the, the author imagines that Satan tries to take down a committed Christian is by confusing their understanding as to what it means to be a Christian at all. Instead of believing the plain message of the gospel that, that our salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, according to scripture alone, for the glory of God alone, the strategy of the devil is for us to start believing the message of the gospel plus something else. It's, it's salvation plus the campaign promise of, of the latest politician, or, or it's the gospel plus going to church, or the gospel plus a commitment to homeschooling, or for a lot of, of my listeners, it, it, it could be the gospel plus a quiet, self-reliant, homesteading life. Obviously, we, we need to look out for all different sins, but, but pride in one's self-reliance, as, as commendable and well-intended as self-reliance is, can, can inadvertently lead a person away from pure God-reliance by, by trusting in self above trusting in the Lord. Folks, that is the opposite of Christianity. I imagine Satan would love it for us to put our faith in our 20 acres, or our new sustainable hoop houses, or our food pantries, or our well-stocked gun safes, rather than a complete 100% faith in God as our provider and protector. Uh, obviously, that's not to say we don't need to, to, to be about any of those other things, like, like the offerings of worship that, that Cain and Abel were participating, they can be glorifying to God. But, but the moment we selfishly treat any one of them apart from a basic conviction that God alone is our Savior, we've become idolaters. And, and all the fruits of our labor, like Cain, uh, become an offense to God. Again, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, ultimately speaking. That is, it's not against invading armies or tyrannical governments or lurking pandemics or the potential of famines and food shortages. The, the battle is in our own hearts. It's in our spouses' hearts. It's in our kids' hearts. It's already on the farm. So be sober-minded. Be watchful. Know how to spot the prowling sins that are truly threatening you uh, and take arms against that. I'm a Second Amendment guy like most other conservatives, but but listen, more important to me than the concealed carry under my belt, which, which is a part of getting dressed in the morning, um, and, and which I have had to use uh, from time to time on some of those predators attacking my chickens, the, the more important thing I've got to remember to put on is the full armor of God that, that Ephesians 6 also talks about, and, and all the spiritual preparations one must make in order to do something about the devil attacking my family. If you know the passage, that armor is made up of virtue as a primary defense. And unless we think all the Christian can do is, is hold a defensive posture and wait for the attack, the armor includes a sword by which we can, we, we can even go and hunt down the enemy and regain any surrendered ground. That sword, of course, is God's word. Well... There's a battle happening, and, and yes, part of that battle is happening in the public arena in areas like government and culture, but uh, it's also happening out on the homestead as well, to, to a far greater degree than, than we probably even realize. So uh, don't be blind to that, but take arms against it. Uh, that That's all for today. I, I want to thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. I'll, I'll invite you to, to like, subscribe, review, share, um, uh, get the word out on our 
our channel here. Let us know you're out there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, uh, God bless.